0: I'm Dave Glazer. I'm a personal trainer, TikTok creator, and founder of Dave Glazer Coaching. After a couple of breakups in 2017, I became obsessed with understanding relationships, the way people connect, and along this journey, I've created a life and podcast dedicated to lifelong learning and exploring how we communicate with each other through modern dating, text messaging, social media, and dating apps. This podcast brings the industry's top experts in relationship best-selling authors, speakers, and real life daters, we discuss the struggles, the celebrations, the fears we face, and all the wonder that relationships can bring into our lives. Please subscribe to the podcast and connect with me on Instagram and TikTok to take a candid look into modern dating. I'm spending the weekend at my family's cabin in Fairplay, Colorado, and the drive up And the time spent here in solitude has given me a lot of time to sit with some things that are coming up for me, reflection over the past four years, as I've created and worked on the podcast consistently, taking a little bit of a break here and there, especially last year after the ending of my relationship, I felt as if it was a great time for me to take a break from the podcast recording, editing, producing, because it is almost a full-time job. I am doing the podcast all by myself. I have a little bit of support in my fitness business and the podcast takes about five to 10 hours a week. If I have a guest on the podcast, it takes 10 hours of production time. If it's a solo episode like today, it's about five hours of my time. And so I'm incredibly grateful for the process over the last four years using the podcast content, and my interview with guests as a reflection and a mirror for me to personally grow and develop and focus on self-awareness. And if you notice the shift in the podcast over the last six months since I picked it back up has been truly groundbreaking, truly um, generative for me. Um, I took a break after my relationship ended. That was very healthy for me. I jumped back into it with a new idea, the Lift, Laugh, Love podcast, which was a lot of fun, and then recently switched it over to simply just my name. Dave Glazer is more recognizable. It's easier to search for on podcast apps, and it it feels more aligned for me to simply just reintegrate all of these parts that I felt were severed from my whole, from my whole self. If you follow along on the podcast or on social media over the past few years, you'll know that I've done shadow work and parts work and seen a counselor and uh, a few different counselors over the years. And all of that has uh, come together in this regenerative process and understanding myself better and gaining self-awareness. Beyond counseling, beyond my men's group, the Enneagram has been a hugely helpful tool for me in the process of reintegrating those severed parts back into my whole self and understanding what lies in my shadow. So a brief overview of the Enneagram, it is a self-awareness, personal growth tool to understand how the world sees you. And why I love that incorporated in with shadow work so much is because My Enneagram type eight was like legit spot on, even the parts that I didn't want to see about myself. And those parts are held within the shadow. The shadow is uh, something that a lot of, a lot of people don't want to go into myself included until I found that rock bottom moment. After a couple of breakups in 2018, I realized that I wasn't aligned and I wasn't on the path to being my most authentic self to being my true self and the enneagram was a helpful tool along the way now in my own personal life i don't tend to share that many stories from my dating life here on the podcast i feel as if i feel as if i haven't gotten the opportunity to process what comes up for me in my dating life through counseling or through either of my men's group work, I probably shouldn't be bringing it to the podcast environment. It's, a, it's kind of a sacred space here on the podcast where this is for you. The podcast content and educational purposes behind it, it's for our audience to grow. I've grown personally immensely through recording the episodes, seeking out experts in the industry of relationships, coaching, dating, and so forth that's a side benefit. That's not the purpose to the podcast. This is not about me. But I do want to bring a story to the table today that occurred in my own dating life and share a few things that I've learned about myself from it. So this was a first date not too long ago, and conversation was going very well. Met up at a coffee shop, grabbed some tea, and we started talking. And you know, a couple of things that were, were mentioned of like, hey, I didn't expect you to be so funny, Dave. And like, well, I I hardly ever expect myself to be funny because it's generally not at my core to think what I'm going to say is funny. TikTok helps me work through that. But on a I don't want to get off on a tangent because we're going unscripted and unedited here on the podcast today. The second thing that came up was like, are you always so positive? And I had to respond of like, yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? And I generally am a positive person, but not in a toxic way, like toxic positivity, where I'm just going to manifest my way out of any personal struggles that I'm in. No, this has taken fucking work, work to dig into the shadow, work to dig into those things that I didn't feel were in alignment or in integrity for me. And also uh, personal growth is messy. Like it's going to bring up a lot of stuff within the last year, even since my breakup, I've recognized Resentments I've been holding on to and anger that I've been holding on to. And it shows up when I go out there and I date. So back to the story time. Uh, the the date progresses, we're laughing, we're having a good time. Um, I see something uh, deeply connecting here. And um, she asked me a question about my upcoming San Diego trip. Well, Dave, what is it about a solo trip to San Diego that's so important to you? By the way, when you phrase a question like that, hugely expansive, like you're going to get an honest answer, you're going to get more than just a yes or no answer. That is definitively like what is an open-ended question on a first date. What is it about that solo trip to San Diego that is so important to you? And my answer was, well, this is a great way for me to recharge. Oh, you must be a social introvert then. And I was caught I was caught off guard just for a moment. I'm like, no, I'm I'm an extrovert and if you guys know me on social media or in real life, I am an extrovert, but extroverts recharge in solitude just for a shorter period of time than say like an introvert does. And I got, I got to thinking in the moment, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of assumptions going on here on this date. And I wanted to be playful back. So I said, all right, so what other boxes have you put me in? And I didn't expect this, but she said, have you heard about the Enneagram? I was like, yes, I love it as a great tool. What is it? Some, what is one thing that you've learned about yourself through that tool? And, you know, the conversation goes on and um, I'm like, hey, what's your type? And she said it. I'm like, oh, my daughter is the same type. And, you know, the conversation keeps going. And I got the opportunity of like, well, what type did you think I was? She thought I was a seven. And to me, that brought up, well, there's even more assumptions going on here. And I, I put that aside for a little bit because the conversation was engaging. And I'm like, holy cow, this is this is great. I've met somebody with somebody, with somebody with a similar interest where we didn't actually talk about it before we got on the first date. I remember back in the day, my buddy Greg, fellow business owner here in, in Denver, would joke around about like, Dave, when do you have your date take the Enneagram test? Was it before, during, or after your first date? We always got a good laugh out of that, but Honestly, it was a tool that i had seen so much personal growth with. I was excited to have the conversation with somebody in the context of dating and a relationship, somebody that I got along with, right? So back to the story time. When, I, uh, when she said that, oh, I think you're a seven, I'm like, oh, okay, um, I'm actually a type eight. I saw her face cringe. Like It literally looked like I had said the most offensive thing that I could have said. Uh, like avoided eye contact and uh, like the facial expression was just pure cringe. And I was like, okay, I seem to have touched a nerve there. And a conversation goes on just a little bit longer. I'm like, Hey, um, decided to label it. Hey, uh, when I said that I was a type eight, I saw your face cringe. What's behind that. And she's like, Oh, you know, I just don't feel safe with you. And again, taken aback. And I'm like, okay, the first thing that came to my mind was like, wow, I don't, wow, that's really hard for me to hear. And She's like, no, 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 not you, but, you know, you seem great, and I was like, okay, well, what's your experience with the type eight? And she shared with me that there's a family member or somebody close to the family that is a type eight, and he doesn't treat the other family member very well. I'm like, oh, okay, I understand that, and I could actually meet this person with greater grace and understanding and compassion because we got a little bit deeper into her experience through the Enneagram and a type eight. And what I, what I want to really bring to this conversation today, this is what the lesson for me learned here was. I felt like there were a lot of assumptions being made on this first date. I dug a little bit deeper with open-ended, curious questions, and I finally got to the root of like, oh, wow, uh, passionate about personal growth, passionate about the Enneagram, this is something that we can uh, share a common language around and get a little bit deeper. However, the conversation went on just a little bit longer and she's like, okay, so as a type eight, um, do you have fear of abandonment? And I was like, well, no, that doesn't really resonate with me as much. Um, I actually relate more to fear of vulnerability. And that was the fourth or fifth chance For me to tune into what was happening in the present moment of like, wow, there are a lot of assumptions going on here. And back to the lesson that I learned here on this first date is that in reflection of how much I've loved the Enneagram and how much I've grown through the Enneagram and the reflection I received was, wow, there were a lot of dates where I showed up to the experience making a lot of assumptions about the other person that I was going on a date with. And I understood finally, and I realized how unfair that was, whether it's the Myers-Briggs or DISC or StrengthsFinder or the Enneagram or any of the other tools out there, astrology or human design, all of these things are helpful, personal growth, self-awareness tools. And they can get us into a lot of trouble by showing up in the world, thinking that we know everything we need to know about another person because we're familiar with the Enneagram. I'm guilty of it. That's the reflection I received on this first, first date of like, wow, that was actually really constricting and not expansive in the conversation of like, wow, I felt like there were a lot of assumptions being made. I felt like I was putting into a box or like this container or this, um, this personality type. And when I met with my counselor the next week and I shared this with him, he's like, wow, it. Dave, that's ironic. It's an oversimplification of who human beings are. And I get that. I completely understand. And it resonates with me so much why I wanted to bring it to the table today is that when we are meeting a perfect stranger, and I was on that first date, and I could walk away um, understanding more about myself, I, I could not take any of what that person did personal. I could not take that personally. It was the first time that we were meeting. We had never met before, hadn't even talked that much. She doesn't know me enough for me to take it personally, whatever it was that she said on the first date. And that could be in any context of the conversation. If somebody's political differences are not the same as if you have political differences with somebody, you don't get to, you don't have to take that personally because you just met this person on a first date. And it, my biggest takeaway is that I can actually approach future first states with a better mindset, a healthier approach to how I want to ask curious and clarifying questions about somebody, even if it is through the lens of the Enneagram of like, oh, wow, you're a three on the Enneagram. What does success look like for you? Oh, you're a, a seven on the Enneagram. Tell me a little bit about how, um, how that shows up in your life. Do you... Do you tend to accept invitations to events that you don't really want to go to? You know, and that's in and of itself a loaded question, something that has assumption behind it. But it kits the converse, it keeps the conversation going, as opposed to just throwing out labels and throwing out assumptions of like, oh, you must have a fear of uh, fear of abandonment. Then, <laughs> and when it comes to the the fear the when it comes to type eight. Sure. Fear of abandonment shows up when my wing seven is there. Yeah, absolutely. I have have a bunch of fear of missing out. Did I have fear of missing out by coming up to the cabin on things that I wasn't able to attend in Denver by choosing to be in mountains? Yes, absolutely. Is it very vulnerable for me to show up in the mountains by myself with just the dog and go hiking? Yeah, there's a lot of vulnerability there. That's physical vulnerability, but also vulnerability and facing all of the thoughts and feelings that have been coming up for me recently while in solitude and i have a lot of gratitude for that i also have a lot of gratitude for this first date experience too reflecting back to me mistakes i've made in the past when i've shown up on first dates making assumptions that i know everything about this person because they're a type three or a cancer or a type eight or etc you could even fill in the blank um assuming that I know everything about this person because they're an only child or because they're adopted or because their parents are divorced. All of this being said, I can now approach my future dating experiences with this lesson learned of like, how do I ask curious, engaging, gracious questions of somebody that I've just met? And then as the relationship progresses, really leaning into understanding who this per- person is and their life experiences that shape them into who they are today. The Enneagram just gives, a, gives us framework. It gives us um, co- a common language to speak to our partner about, much like conflict resolution. Everyone has their own conflict styles. However, that doesn't mean that they can't go through the range of conflict styles. You know, Do you shut down? Do you get defensive? Do you have contempt? Do you carry resentment from that conflict? And these are all tools. Whatever tool it is that you choose to use for personal growth, it's holding up a mirror to you to give you an opportunity to grow. Thank you so very much for tuning in to today's uh, solo episode. As I head back down the mountain from Fair Play, Colorado, Thank you, everyone, for understanding while I set work aside for three days, giving myself this opportunity to celebrate my birthday, which uh, happens to be Tuesday after this episode airs, and just following along on this journey over the last four years. I cannot thank you enough for all of your support, sharing the podcast, giving it five-star reviews or even one-star reviews. Just leave me a comment as you as you leave a review today. That really goes a long way to helping me understand what you guys want to hear, But also it helps us grow the podcast, get it into more ears, and share the mission and message of the podcast. So if you found value in today's episode, please share it with somebody that you know, that you feel would also get value out of it. And as well as if you're looking for a little bit more support in your romantic, dating, love life, career life, personal growth, self-awareness, don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram at Dave Glazer underscore CSCS. And I'm available to answer any follow-up questions that you may have based on this conversation today. So until next week, this is Dave Glazer in Denver, temporarily Fair Play, Colorado, wishing you health and happiness wherever you're at in the world. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. It can be very frustrating and confusing to enter into the modern dating world. And that's what we're here for. We're here to support you along the way. If you have any follow-up questions to today's episode, please don't hesitate to read on TikTok, on Instagram at DaveGlazer underscore CSCS. Until next week, this is Dave Glazer wishing you health and happiness wherever you're at in the world.